Howdy, folks. It's Thursday, May 12th. I'm Jacob Cohen here with Hustle writer Juliette Bennett-Ryla, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Later in today's episode, Disney reported earnings yesterday, and there's a ton to unpack across streaming, across parks. They did pretty, pretty well, but how well and why we're going to discuss. But before we get into that, as always, here are a few things you should know. Let's get crackalacking. Juliet, what are you following? Today I was following Google. They had their I.O. today. That's where the company highlights what's next for its products and services. A couple highlights for you. Yes, the Pixel Watch is a thing. We all knew it. Google confirmed it and it'll go on sale this fall when the Pixel 7 and Pixel 7 Pro launch, which we actually didn't learn that much about either phone today. <laughs> okay. But anyways, the Pixel Watch will integrate with Fitbit, which Google acquired last year for $2.1 billion for all your health tracking needs. Very nice. Yeah. Google is also getting in on the AR glasses like a bunch of other tech companies. So soon we will all be Terminators. Oh, great. Yeah. I, I can't wait. They're also doing the AI test kitchen, which will be kind of cool. It's not open to everyone, but select groups of people. Over time, we'll be able to interact with its AI language model and provide feedback on how it's doing. The Pixel 6a, that's Google's more affordable model, that's coming out for pre-order on July 21. It's got the fancy Tensor chip, which if you have the 6, you got that chip, but it's not going to have the fancy camera. Mm. Also on July 21, the Pixel Buds Pro are coming out. They have active noise cancellation and apparently the ability to connect to two devices at the same time. I'm not really sure what I would use that for like practically thinking about the way I use earbuds, but I don't know, kind of cool. Yeah. The thing that I am going to spend way too much time fiddling around with is Google Maps Immersive View. Yes. Yeah, it looks sweet. It's like uh, it's like Street View, but from overhead. So you'll be able to see what an area looks like at various times of day and different weather, what hotspots are busy and when, where they are compared to where you need to go. Not everyone's getting it this year, but you will be able to see it in Los Angeles, London, New York, San Francisco, and Tokyo. I think it looks pretty cool. Wow. Uh, what about you? What have you been following today? So I was following this report that came out from the American Gaming Association yesterday that said U.S. casinos reported $5.31 billion in revenue in March, which is the highest monthly revenue in the industry's history. So a very good month for casinos. Now, the COVID-19 pandemic obviously dealt a blow to the industry in 2020. Revenue dropped to $30 billion that year, and that made it the worst year for the industry since 2003. But in 2021, the industry saw a 21.5% increase from the previous high it set pre-pandemic in 2019 to $53 billion. So this is another one of those instances where you see the COVID swing from one direction to the other now that we're coming back and way harder. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, also revenue from sports and internet betting is also growing very quickly. Sports betting revenue rose 65% to $1.58 billion for the first quarter. I think that's a really big deal, and I think you're going to continue to see that grow a lot. And I guess this is all to say people are very eager to get back out there and go lose money. <laughs> In other news, inflation continues to do its thing. The CPI accelerated 8.3% in April, more than the 8.1% estimate and near the highest level in more than 40 years. Also, yesterday, oil giant Saudi Aramco surpassed Apple as the world's most valuable company with a valuation just under $2.43 trillion. Dollars compared to Apple's, whose shares dropped over 5% yesterday at $2.37 You know, 
I was thinking about what's that saying? It's like, first is the worst, second is the best, right? You know that? Mm-hmm. I've heard that. Yeah. Do we think Tim Cook is telling himself that today? I don't know. Yeah, I hope so. I hope he doesn't feel too bad. Yeah, he probably doesn't. Anyways, I think it's time to discuss a big earnings report that came out yesterday from Disney. And there's a lot of interesting stuff to unpack here across streaming, across parks and more. So let's dive in. So I think the main thing on everyone's mind going into this was how were Disney Plus subscriptions going to look? Obviously, streaming has been the talk of town over COVID. Mm -hmm. Disney basically released Disney Plus around when COVID started. And we're coming off the back of a brutal month for Netflix when we saw them report a 200,000 subscriber loss. More losses expected to come. Complete flip-flop on their business model with a shift to ads. Their stock's down over 70% year to date. And the big question on everyone's mind is like, all right, are we going to see the same thing happen with Disney, Disney Plus? So the first thing I think we should discuss is is that streaming side of their business. So mm-hmm. turns out companies saw better than expected subscription numbers, which is pretty cool for them. If I was them, I'd be very happy. Total Disney Plus subscriptions rose to 137.7 million in the second quarter, higher than the 135 million analysts forecast. Now CEO Bob Chapek said they added 7.9 million Disney Plus subscribers in the quarter and total subscriptions, get this, total subscriptions across all offerings now exceed 205 million. He said that once again proves we're in a league of our own. I say not entirely because Netflix has more than that. They have 220 million subscribers, but Disney is definitely in striking distance there. Yeah, that's impressive. But then you've got the return of theatrical too, which is obviously very important for Disney. We had Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness come out recently, and it was the first blockbuster to come out this year from Marvel, grossed $185 million in North America, second highest grossing film of the pandemic era. Wow. Anyways, arguably a much bigger side of Disney's business, the parks, right? I was reading this quote from one portfolio manager told the Wall Street Journal, you know, the reason you own Disney is the parks business. The obsession of the markets with streaming is a product of COVID. The parks is really the bread and butter. It's where everything starts. It's where everything comes from. And so I think we should move on to discussing about the parks. Mm-hmm. Disney's parks experiences and product segments saw revenue was more than double to $6.7 billion during the quarter compared to last year. This month, they're expected to unveil a $500 million ride, Guardians of the Galaxy theme, which is, I believe, the most expensive ride ever made. So I hope it's good. Yeah. And I, all this is to say, when people are thinking of Disney as, as just a, another company in the streaming wars, it's so not true because they're so differentiated from a company like Netflix with experiences like that, with their parks, mm-hmm. with the $500 million roller coaster. Netflix doesn't have a single roller coaster. It needs one, though. I think we <laughs> should get a Netflix theme park because they do. I have seen them work with Universal for Halloween. Yeah. Do a Stranger Things maze. That's happened a couple times. And um, they had like a Stranger Things drive through experience. They've done pop ups for some of their other shows. Even had a Squid Game pop up without all the murder in my old neighborhood. So mm. I think Netflix could do it. I think Netflix could build a theme park if Netflix really wants to rival Disney theme park. Okay. Okay, that's your call. Because my call for a while has been, if Netflix really wants to do something cool, they should open up movie theaters in every major city. That would be cool. They're going to have premieres. They're going to do cool things. And I think it's a no-brainer for them. 
Yeah, and I've seen them do similar things. They always have four-year consideration events here, which is when they're up for an Emmy and they want the members to come and have a fun time and vote for them. Yeah. They did that with Orange is the New Black. I went to one of those. You got to watch an episode and then they have like a panel with all the guests. Um, They have a theater here that they bought in Los Angeles where they do stuff. And I think people would do it. I went to see the first episode of The Witcher before it came out and it was super fun and everyone was having a great time. I think people would totally be down for that. Yeah, we'll see how this plays out. And bada bing, bada boom. That is it, folks. Thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor is Ezra Trupiano, and executive producer is Darren Clark. If you like what you heard today, we've got a lot more tech and business coverage over at thehustle.co. Have a great day, and see you tomorrow.